I'm going to read three scriptures throughout this message this morning, and they're all brief. Just one from Acts chapter 1. One from Acts chapter 2. And one from Acts chapter 3. The title of this message, it's as easy as one, two, three. Now you say, now brother Tracy, life is complicated. But there's a simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. In fact, the apostle Paul said, don't get away from the simplicity that is in Christ. So let's read this. Verse 14, all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Let's pray together. Lord, thanking you for the blessings that are abundant upon our life. We are totally dependent upon you this morning. We are every day, and especially now as we endeavor to impart the Word of God to your people. Let your anointing rest upon us. It is already upon your Word. Let your Holy Spirit carry that Word into the hearts of your people, and we give you praise for it today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Jesus came into this world to make things simple. I believe this. Now, God is so great and so awesome, as we have sung this morning, that uh, he's, he's mysterious. But Jesus isn't. And when he came into this world, it was to give us an understanding of God. We know that in the Old Testament, there are the Ten Commandments, and then there are other commandments related to Old Testament-style worship, how to approach God. But when the Pharisees and the church leaders uh, throughout the years got their hands on Ten Commandments, they turned them into hundreds of commandments. Isn't it just like humanity to complicate God's simplicity? And then Jesus came into the world and he said, you can reduce the 10 to two. I like that. Anybody with me here? You kind of like it plain and simple. Nobody with me? Yeah, there we go. You like it plain and simple. Now there's lots of complicated things in the Bible, right? There's prophecy and mystery and the book of Revelation and Ezekiel and, and all of that. So if those among us are given to study and you want to get deep into these things, that's, that's wonderful as well. But it is not the work of you and I or the ministers of the gospel to complicate things. It is for us to simplify things. So Jesus said even children can understand. How many of you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit before you were an adult? Look at this all over the place. That's because 
the even though we may not have the highest education and the most great ability to understand the mysteries of the Bible, we can understand that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I have found that in my life of ministry around the world that everybody can understand that scripture. That human life is in need of the love of God. And when we understand that love was displayed by an innocent person who became the sacrifice for my sin. That's not complicated. He did it for me. I believe that he bore my sins upon that cross. I believe that when he went to the grave, it was in my place. And I believe that when he resurrected from the dead, that was for me too. And so today I can receive from the Lord. It's not complicated. It's easy. It's as easy as one, two, three. We look at this scripture that I have just read to you today and we understand that God made a promise way back in the Old Testament that he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, all flesh, every individual among the eight billion in the world, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He made a promise. And that promise he kept. And on the day of Pentecost, the promise was fulfilled. It was fulfilled because they obeyed the instructions of the Lord. Life gets complicated when you don't obey the Lord. I see some heads going up and down like this. I can look at my own life and you have your own example of the times when I made decisions but not according to the will of God but according to my own desires. That's when my life became complicated. Serving the Lord is not difficult. The most difficult thing you can do is mix the world with the church. Mix the spirit of the world with the Holy Spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I expect we've all done it a time or two and the world and the life that we live gets really complicated but then it gets simple when we return to an altar and there we confess and turn away from our sins and all of a sudden the confusion is gone and there's clarity. Did Jesus bring clarity into your life? He sure did mine. I'm living the dream right now. No matter what age you are, I would, I would suggest to you very strongly today, give your life wholly unto the Lord and he will come in and he will straighten things out and he will put you on a road that goes straight and narrow and directly into the future that he has planned for you. Don't turn aside from it because that gets complicated. It's simple. You ask. This is point number one. You ask. Is that not what Jesus taught us to do? When he gave them a commandment to go to the city of Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father and to stay there and pray, they did. That's not complicated. He said it. 
He gave the instructions. You obey it. You go to Jerusalem. And for seven days they prayed and waited, took care of some business of the church and Matthias was elected to replace Judas, a few things like that, but mostly they were there asking for the promise and that he had made unto them. Ask and you will receive. If you will seek, you will find. And if you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. Now, all of us who have studied the scriptures, we know that ask means to keep on asking, right? Seeking means to keep on seeking. That the power of the Holy Spirit didn't fall the first day they asked. Now, it can now, right? Because the day of Pentecost came and the Spirit was outpoured upon all flesh. So right here today, if you have not yet received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I want to give you a simple formula to follow. And before this service is over, you can speaking be speaking in other tongues just like they did in Acts chapter 1 and 2. And God will fulfill his promise in your life. Open your mouth and ask with faith. God is a promise keeper and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is just the beginning. Many promises of the Lord will come to us if we ask. The promise is vitally important to us because the Holy Spirit coming is the birth of the church. We would not be here today in this wonderful facility reaching around the world, inviting a missionary in our next service and asking God to bless them and we will bless them with our finances. All of that is possible because one day there was a promise from God that I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. We believe that. So we need the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not that God fills some of our needs. He's our Heavenly Father. He's our provider. He fulfills all of our needs. I'm complete in Jesus Christ. My life is full to the hilt. I'm a blessed man. I thank God for His faithfulness. I've lived a while. I've done a lot of things. And I thank God that he is able to take a life that is born in sin and shapened by iniquity. We are corrupt to the core until Jesus comes in. Then he changes that and transforms us by the power of the Spirit. You must be born Again, of the water and of the Spirit. Is that complicated? No, no, that's simple. We have all experienced that, most of us here today, because we believed it. We asked, and we received, and we thank God that he poured out his Spirit, and our life was transformed. I received a new heart a new spirit, a new beginning, and it was the beginning of a wonderful life that God has brought to great fulfillment, and I praise him for that here today right now. So I encourage you to ask. The second thing they did in the book of Acts, chapter 2. See, this is simple. 
One scripture in Acts chapter 1, one scripture in Acts chapter 2, not complicated at all. Let's read verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Every person that went to the upper room, about 120 of them, were filled with the Holy Spirit when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one place with one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Those that began seven days before asking were still there. Now there's a secret. There's a wonderful thing. If you ask and you don't receive, God is at work preparing things. It would be good for us to be preparing things as well, to receive what God wants to abundantly pour out upon his people. If there's a hesitancy now, if there's a waiting period now, it's not God waiting, it's us preparing. Some people receive the gift of the Holy Spirit the moment they ask the first time. Others wait a while. My father waited a while. I was two years old, born and raised in McAdam. And my parents came into the church when I was two. And my grandparents were among the first to be believers in this apostolic faith way back in the 1920s and 30s. And I thank God for them and for their life of example unto me and for the wonderful heritage that's been passed on and on to me. And whether you are a one or second or third or fourth generation apostolic here today, we have much to be thankful for. Would you lift your voice right now and thank God for that? Oh, this is so precious. I thank you, Lord. Turn your face heavenward and thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for it, Lord. <clears throat> so mom and dad came to the Lord when I was two years old. And when I was 10, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit at McAdam Church. At that time, it was the old building. Some of you, if you're familiar with the history there, we were worshiping in the basement of the church that was under construction. And uh, they had the floor joists on and tar papered it so that we could worship. And all that year, we worshiped downstairs while they were working upstairs. Lloyd Williams was the evangelist. Harvey McNair was my pastor. And at 10 years old, I received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Transform my life. My brother received it before me. He's one year older than I am and much more wicked than I was. <laughs> at 10, 11 years old, right? So he, he received the gift of the Holy Spirit first. I had prayed a while. I'd asked for a little bit. And then I got tired of asking and I went out to the side of the church outside and waiting on the steps for church to be over. Somebody came in and said, Gary, 
Terry has just received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, if God can fill my brother with the Holy Spirit, there's hope for me. I went back to that altar and in a moment, the God of heaven had poured out his spirit upon my life. I want to tell you something today. I've been living and walking and worshiping and ministering in the power of that gift from that day to this day. You know why? I asked and I acquired and I've never stopped asking and I've never stopped receiving. So this is not difficult. You ask. And number two, you require. They received what the promise was and God poured out his spirit upon them. It doesn't really matter. I know that we have a culture that has developed that's good, but also has its hindrances. It is the culture that everything that happens in the kingdom of God must happen inside these walls. Now that's a huge mistake. I thank God for what happens here, what's going to happen here today, what has already happened here today, but the work of God is not refined or confined to this place here where we're worshiping this morning. Does anybody believe that on the day of Pentecost, they went out of that upper room and they began to testify and tell people about what just happened in their lives? And that first day, not only did 120 acquire the gift of the Holy spirit but 3,000 were added to the church that's what's going to happen if this ever gets loose in our lives and gets out of the walls of this building there's going to be multitudes of people added to the kingdom they're going to ask and they're going to acquire they're going to receive the blessing of the Lord as well this is what happened no it's not complicated it's easy you ask and you acquire. And so my grandparents heard about this. They were middle-aged and had children, uh, 10 of them at that time. And my dad was uh, way down on the list. He was second from last. And he, he remembers this. He told me about it. In fact, others told me about it. Dad was a little too young to remember this particular incident. But my grandmother had heard about the gift of the promise. And she asked the Lord to fill her with the Holy Spirit. There was a hunger in her heart. Does everybody here understand hunger? Do children understand hunger? Maybe you're understanding it right now and wishing I'd get done so you could go take care of that, right? Well, that's going to happen and God is going to pour out his spirit upon every hungry soul. Grandma was hungry. They lived in an old farmhouse in Rolling Dam. Anybody in New Brunswick know where Rolling Dam is? That's where they live. There's one over here. Don't blink your eyes. You'll miss it. Rolling Dam. Early in the morning, the kids have gone off to school. There's just Dad and Noreen left at home. Grandma sitting at the kitchen table, hungry for God. She began to ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And right there, yeah. Right there at the kitchen table. How many people do you know that received the Holy Spirit outside the church building? Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> it's kind of humorous, but uh, you know, I was a missionary in Pakistan. We had very few church buildings. All of our services were outside. It was kind of like it is right now. Nice 
cool 90 degrees much of the year and it was wonderful because you didn't have to have a building to have a great church and so there were people falling under the power of the Holy Spirit the Spirit would fall and people would receive the Holy Spirit wherever they were and that was it for grandma received the Holy Spirit right there what am I saying to you today no it's not complicated it's easy it's as easy as one, two, three. It's as easy as asking and acquiring what the Lord has given and God's promises will be fulfilled in your life. So prepare. The prophecy of Joel concerning the gift of the Holy Spirit was clear. That there had to be some preparation. That might take some time depending on how long we hold on to the things we don't want to let go of, right? But if you've come to the place in your life where you want all of God and you're ready to give him all of you, it's easy. It's as easy as asking, believing, and acquiring what God has poured out upon his people, repentance, weeping, fasting between the porch and the altar for the priests and the people. He proclaimed restoration and prosperity and divine intervention. And he predicted that the Spirit would be poured out upon every person. Did it happen? Is it still happening? Acquire the gift of the Holy Spirit. I received a text this morning from a pastor in Missouri. And we're close friends. And The church is relatively young. It's less than 100 people at this moment. They're worshiping in a YMCA. And they've been there for a few months in that location. And they're getting some traction. Not only do they have a vision to reach that particular city of Chesterfield, but here is a church with less than 100 members right now have five locations in greater St. Louis where they are planting other churches. Somebody has received something from the Lord, and now they are going to do a work for God with it. So they're worshiping in a YMCA. Now that's convenient. They don't have to pay for utilities and insurance and repairs and all of that. They just have an agreement for a monthly fee and they get to use the swimming pool. I know what you're thinking when church is out. You wish you had a swimming pool, right? Last week they baptized five new people in that swimming pool. Now, see, you're rejoicing over that. There were 30 other people in the pool swimming. And when they saw that group of 30 people, when they saw what was going on, they ceased their swimming and began to observe. You see, there are benefits of getting this outside the building. Oh, somebody believes that. 
And Brother Martinez told me he was so excited. He said every time that he buried somebody in Jesus' name and brought them up, the 30 people were cheering and clapping and rejoicing. What am I telling you today? It's not difficult. You ask and you acquire and God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Point three, coming up. Here it is. Chapter three, verse six. Peter said, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have. I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Now I think, I just got this burning in my spirit that this is the clincher for the apostolic church today. We ask, we acquire, and then we activate what we have received. Jesus said you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The Holy Spirit has been given to you for many reasons but the most important reason other than your personal salvation is the fact that you have been empowered to help others ask and acquire and activate the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. I know Jesus loves you and he has given you his personal endowment of power from heaven but you know that Jesus loves the lost just as much as he loves you and me. And he has put in every baptized by the Spirit, holy person of God, a power to be a witness. I'm going to say that one again. God has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit so that you can be an effective witness of the power of God in the human life to transform. <laughs> Jesus had a training program and it lasted for the 12 and the 120 and a bunch of others, that's another message that he had trained. But his entire point was to prepare them to activate. The gospel in all of its power and all of its glory is not meant to be hidden in me or in the facility that we're in. You see, I'm still a missionary. This is what I believe. I believe that not only is the church here to send out missionaries, but the church is here to send out saints into the whole area around Fredericton and be a witness everywhere you are every day. No, it's not complicated and you do not need a doctorate degree from Urshan College in order to give God the glory on the street so that somebody can hear the message. It is not complicated. It is as easy as one Two, three. We ask, we acquire, 
And then we activate what we have received in our life. I'm going to ask you to do this. Now, I'm human too. And I know what it's like to sit in a service like this. God is speaking through the words that I'm speaking into your heart. I know what this is like. The Spirit carries the word and says, that's for me and I need to ask and acquire and activate what God has given and provided for me. And so I'm asking you before this day is over to activate what God has given you in your soul. You know, the church is filled with all kinds of people. Pastor Matt mentioned this when he opened the service today, that there's people of different backgrounds here, different, different places in your walk with God, some brand new, others been here so long, right, like me. And uh, so here, here we are, but there is something here for each of us. How long did that first church wait before they activated They went from the upper room to the street. Now, I'm all for discipleship. Get around me a while and you'll, you'll hear about that. I'm all for training people in the church to improve their leadership ability. I'm all for that. But don't you wait. The best soul winners in the world are the new converts. You know that. That should not be, right? I'm not here to scold you, but rather to inspire you. God has given you a precious gift. Now, here's what happens when you open the floodgate of the Holy Spirit so he is activated in your life and he begins to flow through you. It's a miraculous what happens in you. The fear is gone. The intimidation is gone. The meek become bold. And you do things you never thought you could ever do. You look back upon it and say, that's not me. That has got to be the activation of the Holy Spirit that is within me. I know what I'm talking about this morning. Activate. I told you I received the Holy Ghost when I was 10 years old. Now, it was customary in Macadam in those days to have a testimony service. Every service. Give people opportunity to stand up and testify. Now, that's a good thing, but wouldn't it be better if the testimony was given on the street? Not only would the saints rejoice, but somebody would hear that God is glorious and powerful and able to transform life and keep you through the storm. Yeah! And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They asked, they acquired, and immediately activated. A few years back, I was visiting missionary Brad Reed. He works in the United Arab Emirates. Not the easiest place to work. But the government there has made accommodations for Christians and people of other religions who are not Muslims to worship. The holy day there is on Friday. It doesn't matter, right? And so on Friday, the Christians gather. I was there and met a young man. He was in his early 20s. 
He had come from India. He was a Hindu. But beside him at work was an apostolic Pentecostal Christian who had asked, acquired, and activated the gift of the Holy Spirit in his life. So he began to share with this Hindu young man what Jesus had done in his life. Raja became hungry, inquisitive. He was given a Bible. He began to read it. Well, it wasn't long. I wouldn't be telling you the story if this didn't happen, right? He asked. He acquired, was filled with the Spirit, baptized in Jesus' name. His life was transformed. No small thing. His whole background, it wasn't like yours. He didn't come from a place where there's some knowledge of Jesus. There was no knowledge of Jesus. He'd never heard of Jesus until that guy beside him on the, on the job had told him about Jesus. But there's something about this. You know, woo, the same spirit that is in you is hovering over the community. Looking for a hungry heart. And just like the spirit hovered over the earth at creation. And wonderful things were created. That's going to happen when you activate the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. He will go before you. He'll prepare the heart before you. But when you activate the power of the spirit. Something miraculous happens. Raja didn't wait. He had other people from India that he lived with, that he knew, a community of people from that country, and he immediately began to tell them about Jesus. You know what happened in his life? You know what the Bible says about the infilling of the Spirit? That with the infilling of the Spirit come the gifts of the Spirit. Every Spirit-filled persons has been given supernatural gifts from God and I'm asking you today to activate them the word of wisdom the word of knowledge discerning of spirits gift of faith and miracles and healings how about tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy all of this is in this room and when we leave today it'll go with us what we need to do is activate it. And God will do the rest. It's miraculous what he did. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. If you're a new newbie in the church, don't wait until everything's just right before you open your mouth and tell your buddies and your old friends about the Lord. The Lord is with you right now. And the Lord will operate on your behalf and reach to other people as soon as you activate the gifts and the glory of God that is in your life. And so here we are today, thanking God for what he has done in our lives and for the great power of the Spirit. I'll close with this. Verse 42 of Acts 2 says, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. What they did in the beginning, they repeated. It didn't get more complicated. It's still easy 
as one, two, three. Would you stand with me? The Bible says that the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And that went on for years. They turned the city of Jerusalem upside down. They went to Samaria. They went all over the place. Missionaries were sent out wherever they went. Persecution followed them and it kept them on the move. But wherever they were, they asked and they acquired and they activated the gift of the Spirit and God was there to confirm His Word with signs following. He's doing it the same today. Exactly. Revival continues when we continue to ask and acquire and activate what God has already put in our lives. This is what I am so excited about. Prophecies have gone forth. If you've been part of the church and you're in tune with what the Spirit is saying to the church, you know as well as I do, there is a revival coming to Fredericton and to New Brunswick and all over North America like we have never seen before in our lives. Jesus is about to return and he's coming for a church that is glorious, spotless, powerful, activated, a church that is full of him and full of his spirit. And so he is saying to us today, I want to pour out my spirit upon you, all of you, every one of you. I expect there's a few thousand people in Fredericton that know, that have experienced, that need to be revived, that need to come home that need to have the Holy Spirit renewed in their lives. I hear them. I feel them right now calling to us. You know what they need? They may never have the courage to come here to this building, but you can meet them wherever you are with that glow of the Holy Spirit because before you left home that morning you asked and you acquired and you activated that gift of the Holy Spirit you will be instant in season and out of season and the fire of the gospel is going to burn again I believe this I believe there are hungry souls that are disappointed with life and the decisions that they have made and I know that in their heart is a hunger and a desire and they're going to come face to face with an activated Christian. God's going to do miraculous things. Well, I wish I was 15 instead of 75. I wish I had it to do all over again. It would be pedal to the metal. My brother, my sister, there's nothing in this world like serving Jesus Christ. I'm saying to you today, there's a God in heaven that has come to visit with us today and he's right here for the asking. 
What do you need from the Lord this morning? You got a heavy burden? Ask and he will lift it from you. Are you bound by something today? If you'll ask for deliverance, Jesus will bring to you exactly what you desire. If there's an emptiness in your soul and you need, you need, you know that you need to be more active in reaching the lost. If you will ask him today, you will acquire a renewing and God will pour out his spirit upon you and you can leave this place with the Holy Spirit activated in your life. Lord, I thank you. I praise you for this day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that is hovering over this place right now. Calling, ministering, speaking. Forgive us, Lord, for complicating what you made so simple. Help us to come to you today with simplicity and with humility. And say, Jesus, I'm asking you because I believe in you. I believe you're all powerful. I believe you can do whatever I ask. We know that it is your good pleasure to give us the entire kingdom today. And so we ask. We're going to sing a chorus together with this wonderful praise team. I'm reaching to somebody today. I used to know a lot of you folks, but most of you who are here today, I don't know who you are. But I know this, that my God is the supplier of all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And I know this, (laughs) he's more desirous to give than we are to ask. So put your faith in action today. Ask and receive from the Lord. And let Him do a miracle in your life today. Would you come as we sing? Would you respond as the Spirit is calling?